Hello and hi. Welcome to another Slice of Sci-Fi. I'm Summer Brooks and my guest today is director Roxanne Benjamin, who has brought us a very compelling, very super creepy film, There's Something Wrong with the Children, new from Paramount Home Entertainment, Blumhouse Television, and the new MGM+. It's available now on demand and digital and will be available on March 17th through MGM+. Welcome, Roxanne. Hello. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. (laughs) There's always something interesting to me about a horror movie that features children prominently because you're not sure what kind of performance you can get, uh, what they are expected to do, what they actually deliver. And uh, this one, this one hits the mark. It was super um, creepy for those who enjoy movies with children with questionable intents. (laughs) Let's say this one will uh, thrill you a little bit. I'm not going to give anything away, but having two couples in the woods, isolated with two rambunctious children and a, let's shall we say, a mysterious pit of despair and then shenanigans ensue. <laughs> Uh, so first of all, where did you find those two kids? Because they pulled off the creepy very, very well. Yeah, they were really good at it. That's from our casting director, John McGallery. And it's, you know, they always say casting is so much part of the job before you even get on set. And it's absolutely true. And we went through like 600 auditions for these roles. Wow. And that gets whittled down and whittled down and whittled down. And ultimately, it's like you're only meeting with a couple of these kids in person, in person being Zoom at the time. And it was a couple of different callbacks with them and just trying to get a sense of their personality and really how they feel on camera and how they feel kind of a bit under pressure with a bunch of people staring at them on a Zoom screen, even, you know, kind of give you an idea what they're going to be like. And really they both just had such kind of quiet intensity to them and they were very thoughtful um, about their roles. So yeah, that was something I I was really looking for. And um, yeah, they were both a dream to work with. And they, I think they had a good time uh, with our cast. You know, they had some really good role models too with my adult cast as well, uh, who really kind of took them under their wing and you know, it's not necessarily like their first film sets, but I think it's, you know, pretty big roles for both of them at the time. So um, I'm, hope- I'm hoping they had a good experience with that. And, you know, it's always interesting, too, because you're dealing with like blood and gore and like these kind of a lot of crazy stuff happening in a horror movie to put like these little kids through. But those were like their favorite things to shoot. <laughs> Like they were so excited about like the special effects and like getting covered in blood and stuff like that. So that was, that was good. Well, I think they have a, uh, a promising future in, in horror movies because they ran with, uh, their 
their uh their secondary selves <laughs> let's put it that way <laughs> uh quite quite well they fully embraced the the evil and i was appreciative of that the 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 way they wore the blood <laughs> when they needed to was uh was was quite entertaining i'm a huge fan of practical uh, effects when it comes to horror movies so that was that was a delight but this story where did you find this so this was something blumhouse brought to me actually oh. for the series that they that they have um you know they they kind of gone through and they have projects that fit the bill for what their production is for this which is kind of very contained very small number of cast like very, very few locations uh, and able to shoot in Louisiana. So that's kind of what I think their criteria was. And then, you know, I think they saw that like a lot of my stuff was shot outdoors or that I like shooting kind of out in the wild. So this was one that they thought might be a good fit. And they sent it to me and I was definitely drawn, I think, both to the story, but also the characters. And just that like the adult work. Uh, the adult portrayal of the characters as well, that they didn't feel very cookie cutter. You know, they felt very individual, this, this group. So that was definitely appealing on like a a dramatic front, even outside of the horror elements. Yeah, that was, that was a, uh, uh, a new twist for me where you have four people individually developed. You, you get a feel for who they all are really quickly and there's there's no uh like you said there's no cookie cutter aspect to them they each have their own issues their issues are believable and relatable in the terms of their individual relationships and their interplay as friends sort of just ramps that up when when things start going sideways and I was a huge fan of what Blumhouse did with Amazon, the Welcome to the Blumhouse movies. They weren't quite horror, but they were like suspense thrillers. I really enjoyed, I think, seven out of the eight of those films. So seeing that they're starting this back up with a new series of films that's geared towards MGM, I I can't wait to see what else they do because this one was creepy and fun. Oh, good. Yeah, the fun was definitely a, a big, a very important part for me. Because um, I do feel like as much relationship stuff that is going on, like, you do want to have the kind of uh, the payoff still, you know, that like ties into all those relationships that have been set up. But um, it was definitely, definitely important to me that it was also bringing the horror within that, even though it's kind of a bit of a chamber piece in the woods uh that it would at least turn into kind of like this this fun kind of not taking itself too seriously uh over the top horror movie by the end of it which is more i feel like in my wheelhouse of just like being a little bit over the top you know i'm more on the malignant malignant and megan camp of like <laughs> um i like my horror with like a dash of camp you know so that it was fun to play on like the tropes that already exist within horror um, and like kind of flip those around a little bit for this one too. 
and uh, you know, kind of give a couple nods to like what has come before, and like this is a very kind of uh, established genre. I think the evil kid genre, and then even within that, the evil kid, but nobody believes you that they're yes. evil yes. genre is also a genre, <laughs> like niched under that. So it was, uh, yeah, it was fun to try to come up with like new ways to interpret that, and and you know, just try to twist a couple of the things that had already been done within that realm. Uh, I'm glad you you mentioned that because there was a layering of tropes. And when I saw that they were going down the path of uh, mental health uh, issues, I'm like, are we going to get a, a, a different take on it? Oh, no, that was a misdirect. Thank you. I like that. <laughs> making, <laughs> making us think that we're crazy because the one guy is, is been deemed in need of assistance prior I'm like so they dismiss him and they have a reason for it and we start to dismiss him and they're like where is this going is he imagining this oh no that was nicely done so that thank you thank you there is a bit of a back and forth there too of um I think it's like 25 percent of I read somewhere that 25 percent of uh you know, the U.S. population has had some sort of like psychological or psychiatric counseling evaluation um, or, you know, at least need of medication or the statistic basically came down to like one in four. And this is a group of four. So he's kind of our one in four. And I did want to make it feel like there's kind of a back and forth here and someone put it really well earlier today of like, uh, you can show a depictment that isn't necessarily an endorsement. And I think especially for me growing up in an era where like there was so much stigma against mental health mm-hmm. and now it feels more like we have trading cards of like, well, this is my diagnosis. What's yours? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's like, it, it's so much more on the open and it was so like kind of a guarded almost dirty secret when, when I was growing up, um, that you'd have the relative who had any sort of mental health issues. It was, it was so like hidden. And I, I kind of wanted to play with that idea of like, it is more accepted, even with like some of the characters saying like our mood stabilizers. So what kind of like, aren't we all, um, but then also that like your loved ones, one of the biggest things I'm scared of is like, you know, someone questioning your sanity, like, especially someone who's so close to you. So when that starts to happen, and it's his closest person in his life, you know, and she's trying to tiptoe around it. And she might, you know, full on kind of attack him about it at some point. But then if someone else comes for him, like, she's gonna have his back, you know, Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of, I think, back and forth on that, that I mean, might be a little trying to get a little too uh, psychoanalytic when it comes to like we are still in the middle of a horror movie, you know. <laughs> but I was hoping that it felt like a little bit more of a realistic portrayal of like what people have to deal with that didn't portray him necessarily as like oh he's just an unreliable narrator, but more of like here's how that here's how that can look in a small group both between the people you're closest to and the people who are supposed to have your back and those who don't and how those interactions play out. Yeah, um, I, I enjoyed without how, it being like too in the head. Yeah, I enjoyed how he 
became an unreliable narrator, but he was also the the victim of gaslighting by the kids. In in such oh, yeah, a those kids are horrible. Horrible. Those kids way. are great. Like, <laughs> such a great horrific like fuck like because like there's also the kind of like you believe kids because like you don't think any sense of deception you know necessarily in them like they're they're deemed as innocence so you've got someone who's like deemed guilty until proven innocent in a way and then this faced off against him people who are like innocent until proven guilty so it's like the cards are kind of stacked against him and part of that too was i mean whether effective or not i did want to play with the idea of what we usually see is like the the female character being told she's hysterical being told she's overreacting being told that like you know is this another episode like mommy's little helper why don't you get your you know it's it's such a such a thing that i felt like was a trope within horror movies for so long that like flipping that on the gender and then also trying to make it a little more realistic portrayal of like what that can sometimes look like uh with these interactions with your loved ones was something that was kind of i was trying to sneak in there um you know how that's taken you can never really you can never really control but hopefully it comes off as like a more nuanced portrayal than just like um just the gender flip i guess nice well i enjoyed this one i will definitely be telling uh some of my horror fan friends and listeners to to check this one out when they can and uh i will i will definitely make a note to look out for the next thing you're working on if it's a horror movie especially science fiction also bonus uh <laughs> but thank you for yeah, thank your you. time today and for making this this uh this new blumhouse gem i love what they do i really do Oh, good. Thanks so much. And we'll be back with more Slice of Sci-Fi right after this. Pseudopod, the free horror fiction podcast Brought to you by Escape Artists. It makes my bones chatter against each other and you sit up in bed. I scream as I remain a statue and then the fury in me becomes a raging, hot thing in my chest. Each week, one story told well. There, writhing in lurid agony upon the floor, was a short creature, perhaps two feet tall. It was covered with red, wire-like hair on every inch of its exposed flesh. From the most chilling and unsettling storytellers of the genre. The wind's up now, and the sackcloth is blowing in black tatters round it, making it writhe like the worms. Only that ain't all sackcloth. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, or find us on the web at pseudopod.org, and on Patreon under EA Podcasts. Hi, this is Barbara Crampton, and you're listening to Slice of sci-fi. Ooh, scary. And once again, the movie is There's Something Wrong with the Children, new from Blumhouse and Epics, formerly Epics, now MGM Plus. 
Uh, the movie is out on demand and digital currently and will be available on MGM Plus March 17th. This one was a surprise. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised by the uh, Welcome to the Blumhouse films that were part of uh, the the Amazon collaboration a couple of years ago. And like I said, all I think all but one of those I really, really enjoyed. Mixed bag for others, but I enjoyed them. And uh, this one is a auspicious start to the Blumhouse and MGM collaboration. I don't know how many films are supposed to be in this project, but I will definitely go looking to see (laughs) uh, what's coming next and how often we will be receiving them. So, how about you? What do you enjoy about indie horror? These, These little surprises that come out of nowhere. Let me know. Give me a call. The number is 602-635-6976. Leave a voicemail. Uh, Maybe we'll play it on the show. Or shoot me an email, summer at sliceofsci-fi.com. You can also come to the website, sliceofsci-fi.com, and leave a message, a comment, in the discussion sections of this episode, or any episode for that matter. You can listen to Slice of Sci-Fi on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Player FM, and iHeartRadio Podcasts. And if you're listening on Apple or Stitcher or over on Podchaser, please consider leaving us a rating or a review. Let folks know that you are enjoying this show, this content, this podcast, and maybe other folks should check it out for themselves. We are working on getting some more consistent video content over on our YouTube channel. And, of course, we're off to a slow start with that. But we are over on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Slice of Sci-Fi, I believe is the direct link. They keep changing stuff over there. Anyway, uh, we're also on Twitter at Slice of Sci-Fi, and yes, I do get into conversations about lots of different things, movies, television, uh, comics sometimes. Just started uh, following the, <laughs> the, the foo-for-all regarding uh, Dungeons & Dragons, Wizards of the Coast, Hasbro's changes to the gaming license, and I... I'm almost happy I'm not involved in gaming at the moment because everything that has gone on would give me a headache. I got a headache just trying to follow what these people were doing and what other people were pushing back with. I'm I'm enjoying the pushback. I really am. But oh, what were they thinking? Anyway. Shout out to my buds over at Paizo. How you doing? (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I'd like to thank everyone who is currently supporting the efforts here at Slice of Sci-Fi and the other shows and websites in the Slice of Sci-Fi universe. Uh, 
including Babylon Podcast and Writers After Dark. Just got some sad news. Babylon 5 will be leaving HBO Max on January 25th, and I'm not going to be done my latest rewatch through that. Why am I rewatching it on HBO Max instead of the DVDs I already have, you may ask? Because HBO Max is showing them in remastered high def format. And we had been hoping that this would eventually lead to Warner Brothers releasing Babylon 5 on Blu-ray or maybe 4K if they were so inclined. I don't know. But uh, that hasn't happened yet. So I don't know what's going on with that. Anyway. Your support is greatly appreciated. It, uh, your donations, your pledges help keep all of these websites and media online. Your support really, truly means a lot to me. So if you'd like to add your support, the place to go is patreon.com slash slice of sci-fi. And if you pick a tier, any tier will do. Uh, You will become eligible for perks. Every month I pick a winner out of the hat, and that person gets to choose from a book, a DVD, a Blu-ray, a 4K disc. Uh, Many of the review items I get here in physical media, I can't keep after I'm done with them because I don't have the space for it all. (laughs) So uh, loyal fans and listeners get to participate in uh, helping me redistribute all these goodies. (laughs) Uh, If you'd like to add your support and not have to worry about uh, picking goodies from the the goodie bag, you can do that over at paypal.me slash sci-fi summer or over at Ko-fi, that's ko-fi.com slash slice of sci-fi. You can also support the the shows here through sliceofsci-fi.net. It's a uh, affiliate store that we are slowly building out, sort of curating fun stuff for uh, our our fans and listeners. Stuff that might have slipped under their radar, stuff that we like, uh, obscure stuff, old stuff, really old stuff. <laughs> So come on by and check that out as well. Like I said, all of those are affiliate purchases which help to support everything here. But that will do it for this episode. Thank you all for listening. And we'll be back with more Slice of Sci-Fi next week. Take care. Mm -hmm.